This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. This is What Doesn't Kill You Food Industry Insights. I am your host, Katie Kiefer. And today I have two very special guests on the phone with me today. Um, they are with Nyman Ranch. Uh, their names are L. Ellie Gadent and um, Kay Cornelius. Um, and they are here to talk about a unique collab, or at least as far as I know, a unique collaboration uh, between uh, a two corporations plus a nonprofit to help promote uh, new farmers uh, entering the field in the United States. And we're gonna talk about why do we need that and what they're doing. Um, so first, let me introduce my guests. They are Kay Cornelius. Kay grew up on a diversified family-owned crop and cattle ranch in Eastern South Dakota. She spent her early years as an integral part of the family ranch and as an active participant in 4-H. Oh, I always wished I could do that. After graduating with a bachelor's in animal science and a master's in meat science, Kay has focused the majority of her career working with natural meat companies. She brought her expertise to Nyman Ranch in 2008, where she went from being a seasoned sales director to the vice president of food service and retail sales. Kay has the unique position of not only representing Nyman Ranch's 740 family farmers and ranchers where she when she works with her customers, but she is also a rancher as well. She is a fourth-generation family cattle rancher with her husband and son in Colorado. And my other guest is the delightful Ellie Gadient. Gadent, I think that's how you say it, Ellie, right? Um, and she grew up also on a family farm in eastern Iowa raising pigs and cows. Her family joined the Nyman Ranch Hog Farmer Network in 2008. Ellie graduated from Wartburg College with majors in environmental science and business administration. And throughout college, Ellie was a Nyman Ranch Next Generation Foundation scholarship recipient, including being awarded the first Phyllis Willis Memorial Scholarship in 2017. This scholarship was created in, the, in, in honor of the Nyman Ranch Pork Company co-founder who cared deeply about animal husbandry and environmental sustainability. Since graduation, Ellie interned with the Nyman Ranch Communications team and is now the farmer advocate representing our network of 740 farm families from across the United States. Welcome to both of you. I'm really excited that we finally got this together to have this conversation because it's <clears throat> the partnership you have uh, developed with uh, Chipotle, who I know you've been in partnership with in terms of providing pork for them. Um, but but this kind of um, sort of, I don't know what to call it. It's not a public-private, but it's 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 business to business partnering for good, and then you brought along with you the uh, National Young Farmers Coalition, um, who I've spoken to numerous times on this program. So, Kay, <clears throat> let me start with you. Nyman Ranch and Chipotle have uh, just teamed up to expand on what is already an existing program, which is the Nyman Ranch's Next Generation Foundation. Uh, and along with the National Young Farmers Coalition. So talk, tell us about this initiative. What is Chipotle bringing to the party here? Sure. And number one, thank you for, for having me uh, and allowing us at Nyman Ranch to talk about uh, the opportunities for young farmers. And this, this uh, partnership with Nyman Ranch and Chipotle has, has roots that go way back. Um, we started providing Chipotle with 
with pork product. I, I, I like to say we were the ones that opened Steve L's eyes uh, to the differences between uh, raising raising animals outdoors, allowing them to express their natural instincts, and uh, versus versus what what the industry does. And and through that <clears throat> through that visit to that very first farm over 20 years ago. Um, Chipotle has been a part of Nyman Ranch's fabric, um, you know, and and so it, it's really a unique business-to-business relationship that we have. And we used it as a recruiting t- tool when when it first started because Chipotle took parts of the pig that 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 other other customers maybe wouldn't take for their delicious carnitas, uh, but. It was used as a recruiting tool way back when that for every new Chipotle that opened up, that meant another Nyman Ranch farmer could start farming. And, and that, is, that has been used since, since uh, Paul Willis first uh, asked Steve Ells to come out and visit his farm. And so we've grown from that to, to realizing that, that uh, Nyman Ranch needed to, to in order to keep the farmers farming the way that we believe it's important to do. Um, we needed to um, <clears throat> get new farmers into school and out of school uh, and, and do it in a way that, you know, with, with our Next Generation Scholarship Fund where, where they could come back to the farm without the debt of college. Uh, and so we developed the Next Generation Scholarship Fund to, to help with that, and Chipotle was the first donor of that over over eight years ago when we, we started, or ten, that we started that that Next Generation Scholarship Fund. And to date, Chipotle, recognizing the importance of getting good farmers back on the land, they've donated over $240,000 uh, towards towards the scholarship fund for, for children returning back to, to farming. And so um, I give you that background because what they've done in the past year has just been tremendous. We went to, um, this time last year, we were talking to Chipotle about our family farmers and then the, they, they've been installed a new team at Chipotle, and they really didn't know about our relationship. They just thought it was a, a, a vendor business relationship. And we said, no, 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 no. You should come out and visit our farms and look our farmers in the eye. You wouldn't believe the relationship we've had with Chipotle. And so they, they sent, it culminated in their entire executive team taking a trip out to our, to our farm farms in Iowa uh, in, in July, we had them meet the recipients of the Next Generation Scholarship Fund and, have them, and had them share their stories about how they started farming. Ellie was one of, those, one of those farmers. Her family is very much involved in that, as well as some other young farmers. And they realized that for, for Chipotle to, to grow a sustainable supply of food, they needed to invest in the next generation of young farmers. And so that then 
with their relationships with Nyman Ranch and then with their relationship building with the National Young Farmers Coalition has culminated in the course of 12 months into something that is even greater than what they were already doing. And to this, to this date, they've, they've committed, um, you know, They've committed a five-fold increase in their support of Nyman Ranch's Next Generation Foundation. They committed, they've committed um, from their Rose Bowl float that they had. Um, the theme of the Rose Bowl was of, of the Rose Bowl was parade was was hope, uh, you know, hope for the future. They had the National Young Farmers Coalition. On that day, if you if you hashtag the word farmer in any social media, they donated a dollar to the National Young Farmers Coalition. Just oh wow, really that's fantastic! Incredible, the the investment that they that they are that they are taking to ensure that next generation of farmers is 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 in place. Right, right. That's that's extraordinary. Um, Ellie, let's let's hear a little bit from you. You come from a farming family in a farming region. Tell us about how this type of initiative, this kind of collaboration between businesses and, say, the National Young Farmers Coalition or a similar organization um, <clears throat> would help your generation choose farming over moving on to other potentially more lucrative, less hardworking industries. I mean, it's hard to attract kids to stay on the farm unless they're very special like you. <laughs> Thank you. I... I think the biggest issue with young people not returning to the farm right now is because of our limited opportunities. We're facing huge challenges that weren't as prevalent in past generations from land cost to debt with student loan debt or farm debt, and then the risk of surviving as a small family farmer. And I am thrilled about this initiative because we're addressing all three of these these huge challenges that young people and young farmers are facing because this, with this initiative, the more meat Chipotle buys, the more pork and beef from Nyman Ranch, the more young farmers Nyman Ranch can support. So that's creating a secure network or a secure market for those farmers. And then with the support to the Next Generation Foundation, that was uh, so near and dear to my heart. My brother and I have both been past scholarship recipients through this which tremendously helped my family, getting us through college and graduating with lower debt. And then also with the Chipotle Initiative, they're in agreement with Nyman Ranch providing breeding stock to young farmers. And my brother has been a recipient of this. And it's called a guilt stocking program. And a guilt is a female pig that has never had babies before. And Nyman Ranch gave my brother breeding stock to start his own herd of pigs. So now my brother is raising his own herd of pigs alongside my parents in agreement that he'll follow the Nyman Ranch protocols and then sell the offspring of those pigs to Nyman Ranch. So I'm so excited for this initiative, and I'm already seeing how it's helped my family and how this could help more families like mine. Fantastic. Um, One of the things, Kay, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, What I read up on um, on this whole program The new initiative provides a three-year commitment to purchase, providing that the young farmers or farmers under the age of 40 uh, meet your food integrity standards. Can you describe what those food integrity standards are and who sets them? 
Sure. So the food and food integrity standards that you reference, Chipotle has a protocol that was written over the course of many years of visiting farms and learning from farmers what what it is that makes them thrive and what is best for the animals, the humane animal treatment and the and, and so they've developed their own standards for the food they serve. And we have our own set of standards and protocols of which they match up almost identically because, quite frankly, Chipotle learned from Nyman uh, as, they, as they started with their, down the food integrity path with carnitas from the pork from, from Nyman Ranch farmers. But the biggest, the biggest there's, there's many different standards, and our protocols are listed on our website, uh, nymanranch.com, for anyone to reference to check and see if they might qualify or what changes they might need to make to qualify. But the big ones are that the animals are raised with, with an, raised outdoors or with the access to the outdoors or in deeply bedded pens. And that means that there are, there's, there's, they're never uh, in confinement hog uh, buildings. So outdoor raising or in what we call hoop barns, which are typically kind of a tent over an enclosed, an enclosed tent over a dirt floor, and that's deeply bedded with straw depending on the weather. And also they need to be no antibiotics fed uh, to the market hogs and no, no, no hormones added. There's no hormones that can be given to pork anyway, but nothing that mimics any type of artificial growth promotant. So outdoors, deeply bedded pens, no antibiotics given, no growth promotants of any kind are allowed. Um, they have to be subjected to an audit. We have a field staff uh, that does on-farm visits. They work with farmers to get them uh, up to Nyman Ranch protocols and then continuously monitor them um, every year that they are part of the the Nyman Ranch system. There are there are no um, no farrowing crates or gestation crates allowed. You have to give the sows a, a space to express their natural instinct, instincts uh, and and to to build their nest and allow them to farrow on their own. Uh, and of course, a 100% natural vegetarian diet, meaning um, there are you know, a lot of our farmers raise their own feeds and then supplement with what our field agents would advise for, you know, making sure that the, the hogs have the best nutrition in front of them whenever possible. So those are the very general points. But, but our protocols, like I said, are on our website, and, and they, are, um, they are easily accessed for anyone that might be interested in, in being a part of this. So just uh, just for clarification purposes, uh, for people who aren't familiar with the hog business, how much harder is it to raise hogs in this method? Like, what is the limit to how many hogs you can have? Um, what is the cost differential between what it costs to raise in this, uh, you know, with these food integrity standards uh, versus what it costs a farmer to raise in an industrial setting? I just want to draw a little comparison there because I think people should understand that there is, you know, a significant difference in labor and, uh, you know, at the very least. Plus, since you're not using growth promotants like rectopamine 
or other beta agonists, which I think is typical for hog farming, um, and no antibiotics, uh, it obviously would take longer for your hogs to get to market weight. So if you could make a little, just give a little sense of the contrast between the two methods. Sure. So there, there, there is certainly um, <clears throat> much more space uh, that is required per animal in, in the Nyman Ranch system or in any of the systems that are, that are, that are pasture-based or, or, or deeply bedded pen-based. Um, and, and so the animals, it, it's, it's really interesting. They're from a, from a, they are less, they, are, they, they can be less efficient to grow, but, and, and we recognize that, and we pay a premium um, to, to, to that farmer for, to compensate for that less efficiency. And so um, we, the commodity hog market right now is, is um, you know, it's, it's based on, um, you know, markets that are, that are worldwide in, in scope. And so markets, mar- commodity hog markets go up and down. What Nyman Ranch does is we pay our farmers a steady price and we guarantee a floor that, um, that, that will cover their break-evens. And I, that may sound a little specific, but, but we make sure that farmer remains whole. Now, and, and that, that break-even for a Nyman Ranch farmer is determined by our farmers themselves. We have, a, we have a group, a farmer board that says, look, our prices for corn, our prices for fuel, uh, our inputs are going to be this, and we work to make sure that those those hogs that 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 we buy from those farmers at the base minimum hits that is, is above that floor and it's right. very typically above that floor where the commodity market fluctuates shoot day to day month to month week to week year to year and uh, really the farmer has no control over the price that that commodity hog markets pay at Nyman Ranch you know what you will get for your hogs when you start raising pigs for us. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. We have to take a short sponsor break now. I always forget this part of the show, but that's what we have to do. So we will be right back with Keg Cornelius and Ellie Gadent uh, talking more about a partnership between Chipotle, Nyman Ranch, and National Young Farmers Coalition and why we need that partnership. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 potato chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. Okay, we are back. This is What Doesn't Kill You, Food Industry Insights. I'm your host, Katie Kiefer. In case you missed that at the top of the show, we're talking to Kay Cornelius and Ellie Gadent from Nyman Ranch uh, Pork. Um, actually, you're not just pork. You're pork, you're cattle, you're uh, poultry now, right? Are you doing poultry? We're, we're not into poultry quite yet. 
<laughs> but when you take over the world, you will be. I would love to, like, as a total, this is complete, this is why I need an outline, ladies. Um, as a total non sequitur here, I'm going to be traveling for a couple months. And um, I always, and one of the things I always do when I'm abroad is I try to find farms or farmers or producers or advocates or somebody who I can talk about, you know, agriculture with particularly meat agriculture uh, in these foreign countries. And it's really, I, you know, I always think to myself, gosh, I wish I could have one of those Nyman Ranch people with me <laughs> to show them how it's done. Because the traditional ways of raising pork, which is what you guys engage in, uh, are fast being eroded by the industrial pork uh, community, I should say, um, industry, what, what, juggernaut. Um, and so a lot of these advocates are trying so hard to push back against it. And the and even their own, uh, you know, countries, the state, like, for instance, Spain, for example, is, is seeing a real surge in industrialized pork production uh, for many reasons, many of the same reasons that we have, um, including, a, you know, flight from farm and all that kind of stuff. But um, they have not apparently understood the environmental toll uh, that it takes on their land or the toll that it takes on the quality of their meat. And that's one thing I can tell you about Spanish pork. It is divine. I mean, if you're a meat eater, that is truly hog heaven. I mean, you have to become a hamanarian when you travel in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to go on, Ellie, I want to talk a little bit about your new title. You are farmer advocate. Tell me what that job is. And tell me about the young people who are moving into agriculture and what differences you see between, if any, between your parents and grandparents in terms of how they approach farming or what they're concerned about uh, as far as making a go of farming? Ooh. So I recently started my new role as farmer advocate for Nyman Ranch. And this came from, I grew up on a family farm in Iowa that we raised pigs for Nyman Ranch. So I've always grown up really interested in and loving sustainable agriculture and family farmers. And now, excitingly, I get to be the liaison between the 740 farm and ranch families in the Nyman Ranch Network and the business of Nyman Ranch. And this is from I go to events and represent farmers to, like Kay mentioned, we have farmer boards. And we have five farmer boards at Nyman Ranch. And those boards, they give... It's interactive with Nyman Ranch and the farmers. The farmers give their perspective on different points and, like Kay was saying, the, the pricing. And then we take that back to Nyman Ranch. Nyman Ranch considers from the farmer's point of view how our decisions are affecting the family farmers. And then also I work with, we have mainly communication with the farmers. And this is from, we have a monthly newsletter that we send farmers. Uh -huh. And that's with different tips on we'll have like water quality that we're talking about for the farmers, different tips, and then also resources to connect them with. So if they're interested in putting in pollinator habitat, we can connect them with partner organizations they can work with to have, to put in pollinator habitat in their farms. So I am super, I'm just so excited about this whole role. And what I get to do, I get to work with farmer ambassadors, which are Nyman Ranch farmers who are interested in going, traveling and going to events, representing the network of farmers. And I'm I'm just thrilled to be to be working with farmers, not only supporting my family farm, but representing 740 families just like mine. Mm -hmm. And why why do you think young people 
want to go into farming now, given the instability of the market, uh, the fluctuations in market, the consolidation in um, in uh, farming in general, in terms of uh, you know buying seed or even tractors and stuff like that. They all seem to be tied up in one or two or three companies. Um, there's not a lot of support from the federal government for small and medium-sized uh, farms, and you have all the challenges that climate change is is you know beginning to show us. You know how how are you able to persuade young people that farming is a good idea? Uh, you're like what right. attracts young it's, people to it? Do you think uh, it's daunting with all the challenges we're facing right now, especially for young and young and small farmers? But I think the reason that the reason everyone is interested in farming is it's the love of the land, the love of the animals, the the whole lifestyle of. You care for the land and animals, and they care for you right back. And that relationship with the animals and in your relationship with the land, you're so connected with, with nature and the earth and the rain and just believing in Mother Nature. It's so powerful. But I think that's what, from generations ago to now, why people are so interested in and so passionate about following their dreams of farming. And then also with that, it's, the legacy of the family farm. It's oh, it's just powerful to know my family raises our cow pasture is on my grandparents where my mom grew up. It's the same farm my mom grew up on is now our pasture where we raise our cows. And it's just so meaningful. And that was always my mom's dream was to have to have where she grew up be a part of her family's family's legacy and it is. So even though there's all of these challenges with the land costs and the the lack the not necessarily lack of support but it's more difficult to find support that there's niche markets like Nine and Ranch that are here to support small farmers and small farmers that really really love what they do and really love love the thought of farming. How much do you see um, Ellie? How much do you see um, state farm states like Iowa? Uh, investing in young farmers as well. I mean, are you, like Iowa is home to a lot of very consolidated, large agribusinesses. And it seems like the state, um, according to many of my other farming friends, um, hasn't really paid as much attention to, you know, young farmers or small and medium-sized farmers as they might have. How do you feel your role could support uh, interesting legisl- state legislatures like Iowa uh, in in doing more to attract young people to the land. Ooh, I I am well. One one part is we work closely. Nyman Ranch works closely with the National Young Farmers Coalition, and we yeah. have many of our farmers in the Nyman Ranch Network are also members of the National Young Farmers Coalition, and the National Young Farmers Coalition is very, very focused on policy change and legislation. So I think a huge part of my role supporting legislation to support small farmers is collaborating with our partner organizations who are, who are working meticulously to find more ways to support small farmers. Right, right. It's really, it's tough. I mean, especially in a state like Iowa, where you, you know, your farming protocols seem to be very largely determined by the bigger businesses and not so much by folks like your family. So that was why I wanted yeah. to sort of drill down into that. Um, Kay, did you want to comment on that? 
Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd like to just add something to that. Yes. That, you know, the small and mid-sized farmers, <clears throat> um, I, I would say, besides the love of land and the love of animals, there's also the love of community. And so um, maybe the state policy is too large for for something like that, but community policy is often where we see medium and small-sized farmers really um, get active in to help their fellow neighbor, whether it be through, um, through, through, you know, talking about land use in the local communities, but also talking about um, health care and, and schools in those local communities. Our small and mid-sized farmers are often the ones that are the most engaged in the local communities in which they live, rather than uh-huh. off-site owners. And so... To, to make a living doing small and mid-sized farming, almost always you need to find your niche um, because you can never gain the efficiencies of big, big, uh, big ag, so to speak. So, you know, finding a program like Nyman and, and, and or, you know, for hogs or cattle is, is really important, I think, to you. And that's where Ellie's role comes in is, is she uh, she is that conduit that 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 voice that can can connect those small and mid sized farmers here at Nyman with 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 a market that that allows them to make a living uh, and not be a giant farm that is just concerned about output. So right. I, I think that's where Ellie really comes in is to be that advocate and to 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 find those those small and mid sized farmers to give them a voice. Right, right. Well, that that's a good lead into my next question, because having talked about your philosophy and sort of the principles of good husbandry and the fair pay for your farmers for their product, um, let's talk about whether or not this is a model with staying power. Like you guys have been, I think, remarkable in your ability to grow this business in the face of the consolidation of the pork industry. And so what you know, like, how do you see yourselves expanding? I mean, how your price point is not that different from conventional pork production, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, a a pound of, uh, you know, Smithfield bacon is going to cost you eight bucks and a pound of Nyman Ranch is going to, or 12 ounces of Nyman Ranch will cost you 10. So it's not, it's not that you're charging a lot more, but you're charging enough more. And I'm wondering if that it's going to, I mean, if, if you guys continued, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know, if you, can you continue to expand, I guess is my question. Can, do you see yourselves as able to continue to expand or do you see yourselves being uh, bit by bit sort of shut down by the efficiencies of the larger uh, industry? You can both have a go at that question. Kay, why don't you start? <laughs> well, I, I certainly think that there is a, a very long-term future for Nyman Ranch and it's, it's really exciting. I mean, um, it's because I always say we're a meat company with a mission of helping small family farmers make a living. And I think, you know, that's, that's a, that's a mission that, that, and not only make a living, but thrive. And we, we stated last year at our annual um, gathering of all of our hog farmers that we were committed in ten years to double the number of farmers uh, that yeah. are that are that are that are working with us and that is a truly exciting goal for us and to engage 
it's our job at Nyman Ranch, at least my job uh, on, the, on the sales side, is to engage those interested customers uh, where they, they want to have sustainably raised, humanely raised, family farmed meats on their menus or in their grocery stores. And we have seen interest, you know, consumer interest, is, is driving this. And so we need that consumer to go, this is a product that tastes great and it has all of the values that I care deeply about. And I'm willing to pay the $2 more for the bacon um, rather than a commodity-raised bacon. And so the, we see that from the consumer side, and it's amazing all of the companies that are that are interested in, in either dipping their toe or, or going whole hog, so to speak, with, with changing over <laughs> couldn't their resist menu. that one, could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't resist. But, you know, we have partners. That, 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 the, the amazing thing that, that Chipotle is doing is, 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 close, is, is closely followed also with Shake Shack and Panera and and then a multitude of retailers that have, an, have a deeper investment in the values behind the food. And those, right. all of that culminates back to, you know, we're, we're growing at, at double-digit rates year over year with, with, you know, our business. And so to me, in, in, the, in the commodity meat world, you know, if you grow 1% to 2% in a year, that's a good year. Um, so... Consumers continue to to ask for this product, and it is it is our um, you know vow to double the number of farmers, and I think it meshes perfectly. I think there is definitely space for more of these, as and and I I think that what's really interesting about Nyman Ranch is we are supporting farmers in raising animals in in locations that are appropriate to raise those animals. Right. And in those communities, and you know, I, hogs grow in Iowa. They thrive in Iowa, and so our commitment is to dive deeper into those communities where it's appropriate to raise the animal. Cattle in the Midwest, um, and and in in the in the West, and and sheep in the mountainous regions of California and Utah and Oregon, and so we we have a network. Um, that I think has legs and will continue to grow and thrive um, very, very clearly. And, and the, the large companies also take notice of it, too. We couldn't be prouder of the fact that Purdue took an interest in us and has allowed us to do more and is our backbone when we need help as far as financial or, or whatever it is. We... We we are we are seeing those companies like Purdue um, invest in Nyman Ranch and and you know it, it, they believe there's a future there and we're going to make sure we see it through. What do you think is 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 it consumers' interest that is driving the success of Nyman Ranch? I mean the quality of the product is great, um, but I, I I have I mean I hesitate to say that everyone is totally tuned into that, but I. Um, I think everyone can get behind the animal welfare standards. I think that's a big part of it. But what what has been your magic? What has been your magic weapon here? Because I must say that the watching the the rise of Nyman Ranch over the last ten years has really been a very interesting thing for me to see. 
So you've been there for 10 years, Kay, and you've been uh, largely in uh, in the sales, you know, part of the vice president of sales there. So what, what have you done that has made this um, so compelling? Is it public education? No. You know, I'm just curious because nobody else can boast the track record that you have. Yeah, well, I, two words, trust and integrity. I've never worked for a company that has more trust and integrity than, than this one both in outreach to the farmers and in outreach to the consumers. There are a ton of fads that have come and gone in the meat business. And um, there are four pillars that Nyman Ranch stood for when it was founded, and it is the four pillars that we work with today. And that is, you know, family farming, humane animal treatment, um, sustainability of the land, and great taste. And those four we have never wavered from as we've grown this business. If, if any one of those, you know, were to go, you know, were to, were to change or we go, oh, let's add a – we don't do that. We, add, we keep to those four, and I think that has staying power. And um, there is – that's our promise to our farmers, and that's our promise to our consumer. And I like to think, um, you know, I raise, I raise animals too, I raise cattle. And at the end of the day, it just tastes great. It's delicious food. And um, we keep our chefs, we keep our consumers happy because it's always delicious. If you, if you treat the animal right, if you have a farmer raising it that, that truly cares about his animals and is not just a contract worker, but, but truly cares about his animals, and you give that animal enough space and, and to express his natural instincts, he doesn't get sick, he doesn't need antibiotics. And, and you do all of those things, you get this incredible tasting pork or beef or lamb uh, or whatever else may come along the way. And... That is the promise that we've always kept with our consumers, and we tell that all the time. I, have, yeah. I, I am, you know, we have, a, we have a, a communications team that makes sure that we have it on our website, on our social media, on, our, on, on all of our tools that we use to communicate with our consumer. Yeah, And right. I think that's our secret weapon, is trust and integrity <laughs> in, the, in the four pillars. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that is powerful stuff. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more. You were saying like Panera and other industries. How many how many other companies are starting to, you know, move? To, I know Chick-fil-A said they would go cage-free. I, you know, a lot of companies make promises about how they're going to source their animal proteins. Um, but what about companies that are dependent on the farmer uh, like John Deere? What? what you know, what about uh, other companies that uh, provide inputs? Where, are you branching out into some of those other industries to find support for your programs? Um, so I'll, I'll take this, and Ellie, maybe you can think of some examples. But, uh, yeah, we, we find that there are feed, feed companies that, that want to, to yeah. work uh, with our farmers, and they will specially formulate seeds that meet our protocols and that are not adverse to being audited. And, um, you know, so feed companies and we have, you know, we, we have animals raised in hoop barns. So 
those companies that build those structures or even even the huts that we use for, for farrowing, um, we have manufacturers that want to design uh, things better for us all the time. Uh, you know, uh, genetics companies, you know, any more the, gene- the, the hog genetics in conventional uh, industry are, are really uh, hybrids and crossbreds and, and, yeah. and what works, what works the, the pig genetics that, that may work in, in industrial farming um, just can't withstand walking around and, and, and um, you know, a lot of pig genetics have lost their mothering instincts and, and we need those. We need, we need, we need pigs that will, that will mother their newborn uh, and, and nurse them. And, and many times those genetics are not, you know, they don't really pay attention to those in conventional ag. So we have yeah. pig genetic companies and pig breeders that we support. And, and so there's, there's a variety of, can I say that, that uh, John Deere or Monsanto are paying attention? Probably not. Um, but but we we have the little guys, the feed companies, the the equipment suppliers, all all rooting for us uh, to 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 do more with. And with are our they? Farmers. I guess my the I, I didn't make my point clear, but are they supporting your initiatives towards young farmers? I mean, I didn't ask that the question that way, but that's really what I was trying to get at. Is are they you know like Chipotle? Are they starting to contribute? Uh, to your initiatives to oh. attract more young people into the farming community. Yeah, I, I honestly, um, I don't know the answer to that, Ellie. Maybe you do. Um, I, I am. I know that we solicit donations from for our Next Generation Scholarship Fund from all of our vendors. So I, I don't, I don't have direct knowledge, but I would assume that there are some that contribute to that scholarship fund. Right. Right. Why don't, um, Ellie, why don't you comment on what might be obvious to you and me and Kay uh, and even Matt, um, but uh, Matt being the engineer, um, but the <laughs> but for the general consumer, why, why is it important? Um, why is this such a, a major concern of Nyman Ranch and Chipotle uh, to bring new people into farming? Because as we know, the average age is somewhere between 56, 58. And I think I saw somewhere that the Nyman Ranch average is 42 for a farming age. So wh- yes, why, wh- why does it make such a big, why is it such a big uh, focus for the company? Uh, with the average age of the farmer increasing every year now around 58 years old, the average age of the Nyman Ranch farmer is only 42, 43. And that's huge because, like our scholarship program is named the Next Generation Foundation, this is getting the next generation of farmers and agriculture, agricultural leaders an opportunity to, to get started and get established. And this ties into those huge challenges we're facing right now getting, getting into agriculture, which is the, the cost of land, the debt, the opportunity for a secure market because there's such a high risk. So I think it's important for people to be supporting this initiative through Chipotle to support young farmers. And especially with the Nyman Ranch niche market, our our, our meat, Nyman Ranch pork, beef, and lamb is such quality because it's raised by family farmers and raised with care. And 
I think personally from growing up on a family farm that no one can care more about the animals and their quality of life and animal welfare than a family farmer because our whole livelihood is dependent on these animals and their 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 quality of life and their health matters to us because that in turn affects our quality of life and our ability to support our family. So I think it's very important to support young people getting into agriculture and especially into small and medium family farms because they care more, more than anyone can care. That is so true. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap it up here, but I just want to give a quick shout out to the big CBS segment on antibiotics in the food chain. And they went to one of your farms. I haven't seen it because I don't have television, but I'm going to watch it on YouTube. But apparently, like, they went to Ron, um, what's his name, Murfreesburg or something? Yeah, they went to, uh, so so 60 Minutes uh, did, did cover uh, the use of, or maybe overuse, of antibiotics in conventional hog farming. And they did show as an alternative that there are farmers that are doing it, that are able to raise pigs without antibiotics. And, and they, they filmed at Ron Martison's farm right, in Martinson, Iowa yeah. uh, with pigs outdoors, uh, mother sows taking care of their little pigs. And so it, there, there is an alternative to what 60 Minutes showed, and, and that alternative is, is part of Nyman Ranch. And so right. we were thrilled. Um, to, to, to be a part of the, the positive message that, that good, pork, good pork farmers uh, are out there. And, and at Nyman Ranch, we're going to do everything we can to make sure there's more of them. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was just great. I will say that I was like kind of amazed that it's taken 10 years um, for mainstream media to catch up with the idea that antibiotics in the food system are not is not a good idea. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. where you been, guys? I mean, you know, some of us have been talking about this for a decade. I don't know. Um, there's yeah. even been attempts at legislation that have not gone very far, but still. Um, anyway, well, ladies, I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I look forward to hearing more about what's going on with Chipotle and hopefully other partners will start coming on board with you guys and joining uh, Chipotle in recognizing the imperative of bringing new farmers into the fold and supporting them as they uh, face all of the incredible challenges that we talked about. So much appreciated uh, for your time today. Much appreciated to my engineer and thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. What Doesn't Kill You is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. <laughs>